Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a... Weird homicide. A scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird morning. Cup of murder. Certain events shed light on human nature and the underlying issues of a community. On July 30th, 2005, a young man was brutally murdered for the color of his skin, thus shedding a light on the issue of racism in his Merseyside community. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. When Anthony Delano Walker's parents moved their family to Hoyton, England, a town with a modern-day population of over 33,000, they became the first black family to make a home for themselves in the area. While seen as a triumph for some, it was not without its issues, and the Walker children, Anthony was one of six, began dealing with racism and name-calling both in primary and secondary school. Anthony Walker attended Nosley Hay High School where, despite the issue of racism in his schools, he soon rose to the ranks of popularity and found himself being described by others as a well-loved and extremely intelligent young man. A devout Christian, Anthony was keeping up his grades and studying for his A-levels with the intentions of becoming a lawyer when he grew up. Unfortunately, that day would never come. On July 29, 2005, Anthony and his girlfriend, Louise Thompson, spent the evening babysitting his nephew. And when it was time to head home, both he and his cousin, Marcus Binns, walked Louise to the bus stop near Hoyton Park Pub to make sure she made it home safely. That's when 17-year-old Michael Barton spotted them and started to yell racial slurs at the trio and told them to walk instead of getting on the bus. Not wanting any trouble and learning from an early age how to handle people like Michael, the kids started to walk away and cut through McGoldrick Park to get to another bus stop, hoping that ignoring him and rising above would solve the problem. But that wasn't enough for Michael Barton. 
Recruiting 20-year-old Paul Taylor, a man described as both his friend and cousin, the pair followed Anthony, Marcus, and Louise in a car and ambushed them as soon as they reached the park. Somehow, Marcus and Louise were able to get away and both ran off for help, while Anthony was left alone with the two dangerous men. He was then fatally wounded when Paul Taylor struck in the head with an ice axe, lodging it in his head and causing brain death. They left him in the park entrance to die from his injuries and fled the scene. Help arrived, he was rushed to a nearby hospital, but at 5.25 a.m. on July 30th, the 18-year-old future lawyer was declared dead. Now, because the attack had two witnesses, it wasn't hard to name the prime suspects in the case. Unfortunately, by the time Anthony was declared dead and the police went out looking for an arrest, both Michael and Paul had fled to Amsterdam. Michael's brother, footballer Joey Barton, made pleas for them to return to the UK and turn themselves in, while Anthony's family made a public plea for any information about the men who took their son and brother. On August 3, 2005, the pair returned to Liverpool and were arrested and charged with Anthony Walker's murder. As police continued to investigate the case, they found that both Anthony Walker and Paul Taylor attended Nosley Hay High School, though Paul had prior convictions for things like battery and burglary, which was a stark contrast from the man that Anthony was. In fact, at the time of the murder, Paul was on early release from a young offender center, and both he and Michael had a reputation for racially motivated abuse. Despite all of this, officers working the case said the attack was not premeditated, and that Anthony and his friends were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. According to their testimony, they were actually planning on spending the evening robbing safes at a nearby hotel when they saw the group pass them. Michael, who supplied the weapon, claimed that he found it outside the pub before changing his story to say that it was the first time he saw it was when it was protruding from Anthony's skull. Witnesses later reported to seeing the axe days before the murder. This case immediately became front page news, and there was a sense of widespread revulsion that such a blatant, racially motivated crime would take place in their town. Hundreds of tributes came from the community that knew Anthony, and thousands gathered for an anti-racism vigil. The murder became so much more than just two teenagers behaving badly. It forced this predominantly white community to own up to the racism that existed within it and made them reevaluate how they raised their children. The trial, which of course garnered quite a bit of an audience, came to a conclusion on December 1st, 2005, when both Paul Taylor and Michael Barton were convicted of Anthony Walker's murder which the judge called, quote, a racist attack of a type of poisonous to any civilized society and sentenced Paul to life imprisonment with a minimum of 23 years and eight months and Michael to 17 years and eight months in prison. This sentence was later reduced to just 17 years in 2016 due to Michael's improvements and positive behavior. Just hours after the trial concluded, racist graffiti was found at the murder scene. Police removed it and refused to say what had been written. After Paul and Michael's trial, three more people were found guilty for helping the men flee to the Netherlands. Robert Williams for providing money and booking them a hotel room, who was given two years and four months. Paul Morrison, who was given 11 months for providing a getaway car. And Tracy Gardner, who admitted to assisting one of the men, received an 11-month suspended sentence and 50 hours of community service. 
In the aftermath of the murder, Anthony's family had to learn how to keep on living despite losing someone they loved. His mother would later say, I have to forgive them. I can't feel anger and hatred because that's what killed my son. Bud admitted that it was hate that almost took another one of her boys when he was beaten at a bus stop before someone stepped in and saved him. But she sees this as progress, saying that by someone stepping in before he met the same fate as his brother, it shows that, quote, we are challenging this behavior. In 2006, the Anthony Walker Foundation was created in hopes of tackling racism, hate crimes, and discrimination through educational opportunities and promoting equity and inclusion. And in 2008, the Crown Prosecution Service announced a legal scholarship in Anthony's memory to provide financial support for any black or ethnic minority trainee who wants to become a solicitor or a barrister. Fifteen years after his murder, BBC One aired Anthony, a dramatization of Anthony's life that imagines what would have happened if the aspiring lawyer had not been killed in July of 2005. It shows him getting married, saving a friend from homelessness, watching the birth of his first child, and getting a job at a barrister's chamber. All opportunities that Paul Taylor and Michael Barton ripped away from him strictly because of the color of his skin and fictionalized after long talks with his mother about what her son would have wanted for his life. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on July 31st. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon, or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.